All right, welcome everybody to an episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my guy, my co-host, Jordan. And, oh, man, we are we are getting into it now with Emperor's Soul. And, man, I'll be honest, only Sanderson. Only Sanderson can do, like, such a good novella. This said doesn't have to be considered novella, right? Like it's mm-hmm. so short. Per soul, man, it's like I don't know about you, but I liked it way, way more than Elantris. I mean, on the the magic system in that was it was pretty cool. I mean, the the stamp. I mean, when I, we'll get into it, but the way that he depicted the items being changed and all that. I mean, it was, it was such a good, such a good read. Yeah. So just, um, as a, a meta update for today's episode, where we go over Emperor's soul, we are not going to be going over chapter by chapter, or in this case, what would be noted as day by day, like, you know, journal updates or whatever it is. Um, it'll just be like a casual discussion. Um, and, but yeah, so now that we got that out of the way, um, man, this it shocked me with how interesting, how well written this was. It um, for someone who spent the entire time in just a prison room, uh, getting to know the world, felt so good, right? Like the way she was talking, it. This was written very well. Uh, info dumpy where it needed to be, and not info mm-hmm. dumpy, and like you know, and subtle where it needed to be. I guess. Yeah. Um, it just gave it gave us just enough, you know, just enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. It gave you just enough to just really want you craving for more. Um, and mm-hmm. I, God, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, so just as a quick. Did- Sorry, go ahead. Did you know that he began forming the ideas for this um, in Taiwan? That yeah. So this makes sense. This, yeah, I mean, you can see, like, I, I like to pull up, you know, I kind of try to make characters because he, like, I guess <clears throat> you can go online and, like, people put faces to the characters and all that stuff. Um, so, like, I like to look at that. Uh you know, kind of put a face to the the name. Mm-hmm. Um, time wise, where this is in relation to Elantris, I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't know where this exists. I don't know if t- this takes place several hundreds of years before Elantris, or um, you know, just like at the same time as Elantris. We know it takes place in the same planet as Elantris for sure, 100%. Simply because, um, simply because, uh, they do mention Chindo. Um, she, she, she left a, oh, she left a Rayo rune somewhere, <clears throat> yeah, on a frame. So, the the magic system, you can tell it, there's some relation to the magic system we got in Elantris, but I remember at early on, I was like. I'm not seeing it yet. Like I, I couldn't. Right. I, right. I, uh, it was. It was still. I was still enjoying it, but I'm just like, am I? 
did I read this wrong? I had to double check, make sure that Emperor Soul took place was a novella or like you know like a side story of right Democrats because I was like so, something's not like adding up because it didn't. I was like, it, it, yeah, like I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like I wasn't able to put it together if that makes sense. Right, right, and <clears throat> I. It took me took me reading it, and then I had to go online, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what? What is tying this into that universe, that that world that Elantris built for us previous to reading this?" Um, I kind of do wish they would have gave us like, "Hey, this happened." I don't know, a hundred years before, maybe a thousand years after. I don't know, but I wish it would have given us more of that, um, or we missed it. Yeah. So so let let's let's get a so real quick overarching story. The story was very well written, so I'm but I'm just gonna blast through it because I, I think majority of today's episode is gonna be just discussing the the magic system. Mm-hmm. And actually the characters too. I I love the characters. Love oh. the characters. Um, Gatona Gatona was probably Gatona was awesome. Mm-hmm. He, he was awesome. Like mm-hmm. uh oh my god. L- loved, 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 loved this book so freaking much it was i i, I want to read it again honestly i this was mm-hmm. easily easily mm-hmm. like this is what a hundred pages it's an easy read it's it an easy a read. very easy read and um so i wanted to ask you about this on a just a book in general do you like shorter chapters so that it kind of refresh it cleanses your palate and starts a new like flow breaks up a flow faster yeah i like how i like how he go it's the perspectives that he jumps through mm-hmm. he, well I mean, not so much here because he does focus on one character um most often but he, he you know he when he does those short chapters i've noticed obviously in I mean, some misborn books he jumps between the the perspectives yes but it's it's this it, it's going on at the same not yeah, the same, same time, scene, but it's, basically, yeah. But it's yeah. There's different, yeah. So then you, that gives me, that allows me to, in my mind at least, to start building a box, and then I can start putting the people in the box, mm-hmm. start putting the tables and like the chairs and the imagery going on in the room, everybody's expression. Yeah, that sure. kind of stuff helps me for sure, and it's what it's so well written that you know, usually after the first two perspectives or maybe even the first one, I'm. You know, I already got a good idea what's going on in the room and how I would put myself in the, you know, in the, in the table. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, uh, the, uh, when the story first started, I was like, man, is this going to take place inside the room the entire time? Mm-hmm. But by the end, I was like, dude, that, that just, it, it felt like it elevated the story so much that we we see the entire world's perspective and how she sees the world just through one character's eyes. Well, mostly one character's eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and not just that, it was just so... Because the magic system was the way that it was, it really... Uh, the interest level spiked because, you know, I was just like, I wonder how much she can change the room, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To fit what it is that she wants right now. Yeah, because originally I thought that she was just going to make the room 
which she she does. She makes it bigger. But I thought she was like when she walked in the room, you know, how it's like one of those distorted reality type deals. Yeah, yeah. Or the room's just a thousand times the size and there's trees and lakes and stuff. I thought mm-hmm. there was gonna be something like that, but that would have been a little far fetched for for that the magic system. Cool, um yeah. but yeah, so okay. So overview of the story. Shy is the main character and she steals a painting or uh I think it's a painting. Yeah, well, um, she she steals the painting, but then she goes replaces for the, it. Yep, she goes for the scepter. Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm. So she replaces it, um, and so she gets captured. And the bargain for her life is that the emperor Ashravan has been killed. Uh, no, not killed. Well, he was killed. Him and his wife were killed, but mm-hmm. uh, they uh, the healers were able to mend the wounds but the problem is the damage that was done to his brain because he got shot in the head with a crossbow um, yep they need to like you know repair his brain essentially so essentially right. like you know it's the emperor's soul like the soul mm-hmm. needs to be fixed which i was like oh okay okay this is cool this is sick. right um and i thought that the that's where the title came from was just that it was just needed to repair the emperor's soul and that was it uh-uh. but it's nope. so much mm-hmm. deeper than that you yep. had dub and we'll get into the magic system in a second but to do this shy has to research into ashravan's entire history right she well if to, she didn't have those journals she yes. would have been royally yeah no, she, it would have been impossible Mm-hmm. But she looked in, she had to look into Ashravan's entire history and then start making these stamps, these intricate stamps that she would put on him that would latch on basically and turn him into, like, you know, re- restore his soul essentially. Right. And they have to keep a tablet because there's so much that they had to keep a tablet near him because there's so many symbols that she had to put mm-hmm. on the slab. Yes. And it was um, it was crazy because, oh my God, Ashravan, you know, another human being reacts a certain way to certain things or has certain likes and dislikes based off certain past experiences. So you have to structure the stamps around that. And you can, it's not going to be one small stamp. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> the way I saw and it. And it's going like, to be multiple. It's not just right. going to be one stamp, right? Right. They're, a person's personality is very layered and intricate. And, and like she said, you know, people, human beings evolve mm-hmm. over time constantly. Right. I mean, just for example, me and you think similarly, but we are totally different people. Yes. We think similarly, but we think similarly, I think, for different reasons. Right. And mm-hmm. so if you were to make a stamp of me and you wanted to change that, you had to change that one reason in the past to mm-hmm. turn me into a different human being. Right. It was so, so cool. And he also, uh, like, that. it doesn't apply to just humans. Humans just happen to be very intricate people, so it had to be different. Um, mm. In this book, did they question? I've thought somebody brought up the question if the soul or the body forms around the soul, not the body forms this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like your body forms around your soul. Um, That was Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they said something about it in here. Something about somebody's soul. Maybe she was referring to like a, um, like inanimate objects. 
Yes. Okay. So I think that's what it like was. The, the the table wants to be a table. Kind yes, of thing. that's yes. it. And the longer it has existed as a table, the more it sees itself as a table. With and the harder it legs. is to change it. Yes. Yes. And but you can change it to something similar, but it can't be like you can't change a table yeah. into a rocket ship. Right, because it'll turn back. Yes, it'll turn back very quickly. Whereas, you know, if you wanted to turn, turn say, a chair into a recliner, you could. Or if you wanted to change the materials of said chair, you could. I was like, at first, I was like very overwhelmed. I'm like, but you also had to research. You had to research the history yes. of the materials used in the chair, yes. and you can't just pull that out of your mm-hmm. rear end. You know, you gotta. You'd be like, okay, this came from this quarry, and this is how it acts, and this is how it yes. reacts. And not just that. Not just that, but you could also change, like, you know, when it was actually being manufactured. Mm-hmm. The guy was being lazy, and, you know, instead of putting in four screws, he would reinforce it with only three screws, which yep. inherently makes it weaker. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so you could exploit those weaknesses and stuff. I was like, this is nuts. This is freaking amazing. awesome. Freaking this awesome. Is, oh my god. I see the what made him this magic system, obviously we know at this point that every I don't know how, how to explain that without revealing something. Yes, everything that's uh um is spoiler is fair within the book itself. Okay, so but what I'm saying is is where did he think of like the application of this magic system? Like this had to have taken a long time because you have to start at the bottom and be like, okay, what do I want it to do? I mean, that right there, like yeah, wanting yeah. to change the soul of an inanimate objects is a pretty off the wall. Yeah. Um, it, it's not something that I would just think of every day because the most concept, magic systems, yes. Most magic concept. systems are revolved elements. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Fire. He threw a fireball. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. The concept that every, everything non-living, including, included, has a soul is just cool and also it, and it played into the world building so well because right because mm-hmm. um gautona and farava and ashravan this the empire they they very much look down upon these forgers mm-hmm. right but gautona over the time couldn't help but really admire the, the art goes, yeah the art that goes into this it was just oh so um i love you know like there was one moment where she changed the windows into uh stained glass windows because yeah. i think the 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 rocks that the windows were under they used to be under it was just, like they used to be on top of stained glass windows before mm-hmm. or something like that which I was like, ah, okay. So it's like he's she's going back to like the original use. Like, hey, I was originally created for this, yes. and that's that's where it's that's where it holds its truest yeah. form almost longer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that and it, it was he he kind of teased you with this, drip fed you this kind of information mm-hmm. early on. So later, when you got. You know, when she was starting to make those stamps for the emperor, you were like, okay, I can see where she's going with this. Um, Like, for example, when she was testing on Gautona, Gautona was very close to the emperor. Right. So um, 
it would stick onto him for at least a minute, which is not that big of a deal. But the fact that it was a completely different human being, like, uh, for example, Ashravan had a younger brother. Ashravan, um, that his younger brother died at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So um, when she tested that stamp out, that one worked. And, you know, she, like Ash, like when Gautona took that stamp on to him, it felt like he ha- he himself had the brother. Right. It was. And yeah, it was and his reaction and everything like, you know, when she tried to make fun of Ashravan's brother, mm-hmm. um, he got really mad. Uh, Gautona got right. really mad. I was like, whoa, OK, this is this is cool. Um, and then, yeah, he was really close. Gautona was really close to. Yes. Yes. The the emperor and you know the Altona pretty much pushed the emperor to become emperor. Become emperor, yeah. And he he wanted him to be. Gautona saw the emperor as like a son, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, let's see what else. So Gautona sees the emperor as a son, mm-hmm. and he pushes uh, Ashurvan to become emperor and not just be emperor, but to be a good king, be a good yep. leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of lost his way. Yes. Is what the book was implying. Yeah. And in Galtona, he, I guess the only way that Shai was going to get that information is if actually she interviewed Galtona. So she could yeah. put that in there, that bias mm-hmm. or that, that experience yes. from. And, and she studied that, like, you know, like you said, that he kind of lost his way over time, that he had so many ideas. He had so many things that he, you know, he wanted to do right, but I guess it's one of those realities of leadership kind of thing. You kind of right. get um, sidetracked with different benefactors and bureaucrats right. and whatnot. So, and which is, and which enter, you know, the other high ranking official. What was her name? Um, um, Farava. Yeah. Wow. Why couldn't I think of that? Farava. 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 Yeah, Farava, that's right. Uh, not Farava. That, well, Farava, yeah, you're right. She, uh, she's the one that kept making sure that the top, the lead guard, Zoo, right? Yeah, a striker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, she kept making sure that he was always in that room or at least near the room watching her. Yep. They, they kind of lightened up a little bit at the end, but... Yeah, so Farava, not only that, she wanted to instill a back door into the Emperor so that she would basically have full control over. Mm-hmm. And so... Shy, being as clever as she is, recognized that, you know, they must have another forger, or she must have another forger in her back pocket. So she needs to make sure that her notes are very, like, vague. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, she kind of encrypts her notes, make sure that it's not something that they can, like, you know, right. reverse engineer, like, okay, we don't need her anymore. It's mm-hmm. so basically buying her more time. Because I think she has like what ninety eight days mm-hmm. from the very beginning to uh, manufacture the soul, and right? Well, and you know she's getting she can't leave the room because a blood sealer, yes, sealed her in the room, and that's crazy that like he had skeletons. Like, all right, yeah, I, this he, dude, this dude's just a necromancer. Come on, I was on. about to say right, like RPG. he was a necromancer. Like when I was reading this, I'm like, okay, he's a blood magic. Okay, he's a necromancer, like straight up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then not I, just that, the necromancer himself had a backstory. 
Right. The necromancer, like he, yeah, he had a girl that he loved, right? That he didn't want to leave or something like that. I think he was paying for something. He was sending her money. Yeah, I was like, dude, it's crazy. It was, it was, it was good. Have, there's not this book was not that big, and you flesh out the story. You fleshed out mm-hmm. character character mm-hmm. relationships, the the history of the world, kind of, and like. We even got the history for Shay's own essence marks. I mean, she stamps she stamps herself with a, one of the essence marks, and she becomes Shay's on. I'm yes. like, what? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was wondering, like, how is she going to escape, right? And then I realized after a while that she was not going to attack those slabs, right? Where like they had like multiple different elements mm-hmm. of the slabs. I'm like, okay, I don't think she's going to go that way. But I did not think she was going to make a stamp for her own soul, where she changed her own past. Yeah, that was nuts. I mean, because that means she trained with, she trained with the fighters of. Um, I, I don't remember the actual name. I of the think town. it was the same people as uh, Shuden, right, from Elantris. Shazen, Shazen, the Shazen. I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was similar. It could have been, but I mean, maybe she was accessing the door that way. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, so, okay, so if we're talking door from Elantris, right? Mm-hmm. The Elantrians will scribble something in the air. Mm-hmm. Here, she's accessing the door via a stamp, right? Via, That's via what that means, st- right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would have to assume, but because like... We know for a fact that there's different accesses to the door, you know, different ways of skinning a cat, right? Elantrians scribble, the Dracor monks, they use... Uh, I guess tattoos on themselves, right? I think um, so. Yeah, which, which seems more similar to the stamps that she uses, right? Because it's like tattoo, like an inscription on the right. Um, and, then, and then there's the dance. There's yeah, the dancing. Yeah. Shuden does his little war. <laughs> I was laughing so hard because I could just imagine a dude just spinning in circles with his fist out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. But it is that is. I mean, but th- but this one seems to deal more with time. Like, so she's going back in time and changing her past. And, well, she's manipulating her soul. So maybe the door is manipulating the soul into becoming something different for the time being. Yeah. So, okay. So I got a question about the time being part. Is it time being for her? Because she cha- she knows her own path and she knows exactly yeah. what she needs to change. So it does, If eventually everything does revert back, doesn't it? Because, yeah, she changed multiple times. Because she did also insinuate, right, that eventually, um, when the new emperor with the new stamps starts beca- forming his own memories and his own style and whatnot, eventually mm-hmm. he won't need the stamps anymore because it'll basically latch on permanently. Well, that was a theory. That was a theory. Yeah. That wasn't. That wasn't. They nobody knew because it's never been done. Right. Okay. So okay, I mean, fair, so fair. so 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 maybe. Maybe she needs the stamp for now, but maybe she becomes all these people. But she also has the back out stamp too, where she can back out and live a just normal life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. The other thing, as far as Shy's history goes, is that she had a trainer, some the person who trained her in uh, being forgery. Uh, oh my god! So we he, missed something. Sorry. Go ahead. When Shay's running out of the castle, she passes by a Giorn ambassador. 
a guy mm. in red armor. I was just flipping through. And I remember this fact. I was looking for the fight scene for the skeletons. And she runs past a man in red armor. Well, Come on, it's that, dude. It may not, it may not be Raven, right? It could, uh, no, it may it, not be Raven, but there's could be another. It could be one of the other Gorms. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know. I think it's worth a thought. Yeah, for sure. So, but did we ever pick up on what this empire is? Mm-mm. We know it's no. a Rose Empire, but where is it, like in relation to the rest of Cell? I I mean it would have to be they I think they they know of Fjordan obviously if that is yeah, a Gion yeah, ambassador sure. so maybe maybe they're un, under Fjordan rule I mean or maybe or maybe Fjordan's starting to work their way there I was about to say I, I have a feeling that this is Fjordan just now Fjordel just now starting to become um you know Oh, so this could be before Elantris. I, that's what I'm thinking. I have a feeling it's before Elantris. Because this seems very rudimentary magic-wise compared to drawing Aeons in the air, you know? It may be rudimentary, but man, I like it so oh, much Oh, it's more. great. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. The um, What's it called? So, as far as Shai's history goes, and I'm glad you brought up the gear and thing, because I completely forgot about that. Um, the uh, As far as Shai's history goes... Uh, Shy is um, she has a trainer who taught her in all these forgery acts, and that trainer, I, I'm sorry, I forget his name, um, but he, uh, he had created that painting that Shy was initially trying to steal, and that was the one that she had replaced, and um, she burned. I, I think she burned or she destroyed in one way or another, and. The big deal is, and this is like a um, a clash of ideals, which I think mm-hmm. is very relevant to today, right. um, where people sometimes question that if this is my painting and I decide I ha- it goes to my son, but let's just say something happens to my son, my son doesn't want it, whatever. I get to decide what happens to it afterwards, right? Like if it should be destroyed, if it should be buried, if it should be hung up on a museum, if it is now owned by the country itself, or it's owned only by a private collector. Um, but, you know, Gautona, mm-hmm. he believes that this is a priceless masterpiece work of art. Right. Therefore, you know, when he has given up ownership of it, it should automatically almost go to the state. Right. And the state gets to hold on to it because it's... Mm-hmm. It's a work of art and work of culture, and it should be maintained and preserved for as long as possible. Right. Um, now, uh, Shy and her master clearly do not agree because she she replaced <laughs> it with basically a damn near perfect replica. By the way, right? Um, which to her she it was, was already saying, hard to do. Yeah, to her she was saying like you know if it's like in if it's indistinguishable from the original. To you, it should not matter, right? If it right. is 100% indistinguishable to the to the people who want, who want to so desperately hold on to the art, piece of art, piece of culture, mm-hmm. it should not matter to you. And to us, 
individuals who created it, I get to decide what happens to it. So if I right. want to burn and destroy it, I should have the right to do that. Right. I was like, and this was like, this was over the course of like three or four pages. And I, mm-hmm. I remember sitting there stunned, like, wow, he just, it, and I'm not saying like, this is like, you know, oh, this is masterwork of writing or something like that. Or I've never seen anything like that. I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, some people, there's, they're starting to become this almost like counter jerk that's going on with Brandon Sanderson recently, where whenever somebody becomes popular, somebody becomes famous in a particular industry, people start, the haters start coming out, right? I'm not saying that Sanderson is like this, we've never seen this kind of writing before. I'm not saying that. But Mm -hmm. for me, me personally, this is really, really well done. Um, I mean, a hundred pages, man. I mean, yeah, it's just they he fit a lot into. I mean, again, it's not like we're getting exact depictions of like how the person's sneezing, but yes, um, but it's and, still and, so well written that I can put all those pieces yeah in it. So, and I'll be honest, I, I when I was reading the book, right, I did not think that he, we would get details on shy's capture and why that was so important right why was it so important what it was that she was stealing because a scepter to her i don't think was that important the scepter was more of a throwaway the scepter was just to make them think that hey she was after the scepter when really she had actually replaced the original painting and And she wanted uh, she wanted to bring it back to the original artist yes and so yeah it uh, what did she want to bring it back to the original artist i thought she wanted to destroy it not well. I thought there were, she was going to destroy it or bring. I, I think it was bring it back to him, then destroy it. I, I, that could, that could have been it. Um, but yeah, it was just like, yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. I did not expect to get those details later on. I thought that the character right. was just as a setup for the story, the main story, right. the soul story, and then the mm-hmm. what happened before that was irrelevant. But it, it brought up a good, you know, uh. You brought up a good like contrast of two different ideals, right? Like, do you want to preserve the culture, which is very important, right? Um, but at the same time, do you also maintain individual rights, especially to the person who created the said piece, right? Um, right. So it's it's a very interesting dialogue, and you have very strong points on both sides. And I remember this is a case that was happening. Uh, years ago, I want to say back when I was even in high school, there was this particular martial arts style that was, I think there's literally in there, it was, it's in Japan, if I remember correctly, it's literally only one guy left that knows it. And people are like basically begging him to teach it to somebody else just so we can preserve it. Right. And he, he's like declining. Wow. Yeah, and he's basically saying that, like, you know, uh, to my understanding, he's saying, like, no, uh, only particular people who deserve to get this knowledge should get it. And, you know, only when he finds the right student would he be willing to teach to somebody. And it was getting to the point where I think some people were starting to say, like, you know, he should be forced to teach to somebody else. I was like, I mean, you know. I don't want to get too thick into the debate, that debate, but like, you know, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that was a very real debate that happened. And it remind when I was reading this, it reminded me of that where the debate began and like, you know, 
if you force him, like how good of a teacher is he going to be? And, you know, yeah, he, right. he wants to preserve it. But if like, you know, if you're going to force somebody to give off information on their culture and, you know, it goes to a person that is not a good student. Um, and then that culture is basically perverted after that. Mm-hmm. Is that really worth it? So it, it brought up very, very good points. And in this situation, it's a little bit different with the painting where she brought up a good point too. And I'm I'm not, I like art, right? I like paintings and canvases mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I like, I, I like the good stuff. I like more modern artists I've seen on who make like, you know, good, uh, uh, I'll post it on the Twitter. I'll, I'll post the stuff that I have, the arts that I have around my house, especially like my office and stuff. Um, I like art like that. I don't like, you know, art where it's just like, random brush strokes and like oh right i'm not, I'm not one of those people so I, I need something a picture of yes. something at yes. least so i i like that but i'm not gonna be one of those people that I'm like if i have a exact replica of the mona lisa and i'm talking an exact indistinguishable replica of the mona lisa right the original mona lisa does not hold the same like it's not it does not hold more value to me i understand to others it's like oh this is where this is leonardo himself drew this exact thing I get it. I get why other people admire that, but Shai's arguments would be similar to my arguments. You guys have an indistinguishable painting. You guys didn't even realize that I swapped it. So right. You, you guys, no, no difference. difference. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I get it. I get, and I get Gautona's argument. Uh, I understand. I, I know a lot of people today that would make the exact same argument if somebody, mm-hmm. if some you know, international jewel thief swapped out the <laughs> Mona Lisa and he just like you know he's vector from despicable <laughs> right right if he swapped it out with uh an exact replica no what nobody noticed would we have lost cultural significance of the Mona Lisa no Me, personally I, mean, I don't think so right? no because nobody would know the difference yes so same thing with the Declaration of Independence, right? So if any of you are saying, oh, he's just saying that because he's American. No, I'll, I'll throw that in with the Declaration of Independence, too. If we had a one-for-one replica, indistinguishable, hell, not even indistinguishable, because what's important about the Declaration of Independence is what is written on it. We have the digital copy. I can pull it up and read it right now, word for word. I can see John Hancock's very, um, uh, what's it called, arrogant signature where he took over you know, three-quarters of the remaining piece of paper. And um, you know, but that's the bad thing about the internet, Maz. You you can kind of change those things. Yeah, but I mean, it's one. The Declaration of Independence is such a cross-reference piece. That might be that that might he, be a that might be a bad subject. But like, well, that no, that's a whole nother talking point about internet changing things. But sure, sure, yeah. No, I guess I, the information's the information's passed around so frequently that I think that one if it did. It couldn't I, I, really just get lost. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I, I think if it was something like a more obscure document, then uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's bad to preserve these. I I would definitely be, you know, we should preserve however much we can. But I'm just like saying that should you be forcing the people who own those things to preserve it? Right. So, I mean, no. I mean, you can't. That's the thing. Like, why are you forcing the fact that you have to force something Usually means not good. <laughs> yeah. You can implore them. You can try and talk to them. You can try incentivizing them with money and whatnot. And I'm, I'm all for that. But like, but yeah, in this situation right here and the relationship between 
to just get back into Emperor Soul more, uh, the relationship between Shy and Gautona was amazing. Oh, I loved it because Gautona ended up kind of admiring Shy, yes. whether she, whether he she wanted to believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. It, um, Gautona revealed that it, towards the end, even like it, she kind of he kind of became her grandfather figure. Yeah, almost, you know. Yeah, and um, he was just so. And at the end, when he burned the books, because the emperor figured out that he was stamped. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to discuss that part. I had a couple. I had to read it a couple different times, and you know, tr- read a couple different summaries because I wanted to get make sure that I interpreted it correctly. And I'm not. I'm not sure if in this this is one of those situations where there's no quote unquote correct interpretation. Um, but right. I was thinking that he burnt those books because he wanted um, Ashravan to become the emperor that he originally wanted to be. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, so basically, at the end, when she had stamped the emperor's soul, she did not make the back door that um, Farava wanted. Instead, she molded Ashravan more, to be more closer to the emperor that he himself wanted to be based off of his own journal entries, right? So um, turn, basically turning him into a good king and, like, you know, restore, like, rip, uh, I don't know what restoring, but, like... Nudging him in the right direction. Yeah, n- yeah, exactly, nudging him in the right direction, right? If we're one of those... Um, if you're in one of those situations where you're at a fork in the road, mm-hmm. you know, and you make that one wrong decision and that can change the kind of person you are for the rest of your life, She's basically, instead of taking a left, um, Shy basically went back and made Ashravan take a right instead. And then all the changes that came with that. Um, but yeah, man. Um, it was, I mean, it, yeah, it was, it, that, that part of it was, I mean, I, I loved it. Yeah. And, oh man, I, I, can't, I can't get enough of this story. I, Part of me wants more. I, I want yeah. more. I want a sequel to Emperor Soul. I just, I just want more of this stamp-based magic system. I just want more. But at the same time, this was just so perfectly condensed, so perfectly written that I kind of, at the same time, don't want more. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, I, <laughs> for lack of a better term, preserve this yes. in its perfection. You know, it's yes. just a one-off, closed-off story and be done with it um right and, um sorry go ahead no go, go, go. no i was just saying that like um and for, this is so weird to me because there was almost no fighting no there was the little confrontation and it's all mental yes and the only fighting that happened when it happened i was like i i kind of don't like this i i want to go back to the the, the magic i want to go back to the to the character building of mm-hmm. figuring out more about Ashravan and Gautona. But I understood, right. like, you know, there was no other way it could have gone other than this way. Um, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, this is the main thing I think he wrote his book around was that Shai Sh- was going to talk to Gautona most of the book because that's who the emperor was closest to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, man. This is good. I, so I'm, I'm bad, and I'm on the copper mind. 
this place. The Rose Empire, I can I, I can say this, right? Where it is in relationship sure. to yeah, yeah. Elantris? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the Rose Empire is separated by the mountains from Teod. Ah. So um, it says here that they maintain trade with Fjordan. Um, and I think in the book, maybe the Emperor's Ashurban's predecessor had a table, I guess they stored away. I'm uncertain, but that was what it gave me for the Rose Empire. Because I was I was so like, where is this place? If you're going to put it on the same planet, where is it in relationship to something that I've already read? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. 100% agree. I but am. that that's interesting now because – if that's true, that means it happened at the same time. And that means that's another way to access the door. Yes. Wow. That is awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. Um, man, this, I can, uh, this is a book that I honestly cannot wait to re reread. And I feel so, I'm for lack of a better word, incentivized to reread mm -hmm. it simply because mm -hmm. it's so short. Right. Well, I have, I have my book sitting in the bathroom so I, i'm just probably gonna reread it every time i use the restroom <laughs> <laughs> why why is your room taking so long in there eh? you just yeah, away. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, eight times eight times <laughs> yeah but yeah man i the only downside that i can say for this book is that i didn't have more that's the only downside i can say about this book another hundred pages would have been super cool yeah I mean, I can't like. I, I don't mean, know if it would have uh, extremely awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it would have like, uh, what's it called? If it would have like you know been detrimental to the quality of the actual story that we had gotten, but right. overall, it was just the and you know to pause my raving. Like I said, the only uh, I guess other downside was like the action. We know that Sanderson writes action really well, but in this situation, it was mm -hmm. just like I was so invested into everything else so when the action came up which it, it, i just i was kind of annoyed um, right and that just that just shows for a, an author who's as good at writing action as he is that i'm annoyed when the action does show up right you know, it um yeah it was it was but the action was subtle it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't I mean, it, was, it wasn't no drawn out unnecessarily. i mean it's literally she stamps herself kicks some skeletal butt and then she's back on the run and she tells um the necromancer dude that you know go back to go. the woman you know, mm -hmm. go, back. go home which i liked too because generally necromancers in a lot of places you see they're like you know laughably evil villains right they have like, yeah. a whole mask and all that stuff <laughs> this dude was just a normal he was, guy he was like, a human yeah just a human and he had well, his own backstory and whatnot and that was good. And I also liked how she was like trying to befriend the guards and yeah, except for Zoo. Zoo wanted to take her head. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because she basically embarrassed him by infiltrating right. the original one she had done. Um and she like, you know, started just so kind of like distrust between the guards and the and the necromancer. Right? Right. Um by uh making him uh forging those letters and whatnot, right? Um so there was that as well. Um, yeah, she wanted with the stamp and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, 
Yeah, man, it's um, it was it was an awesome hundred page read. Yeah. It didn't take long. It was worth every bit of it. You know, I got some. And I got the, new ideas about Elantris now, and I, I I'm, I'll be thinking about this cell. Yeah, you know, I, book, I hope. Book. I'm. I hope we get uh, when we do get a Elantris uh, sequel. I hope that we get like some mix mix of this system as well. Yeah. And I'm um, I would say, uh, not that anyone who's listened to this hasn't already probably read Elantris. I'm sure that the people who are listen to this have read Elantris, but if you are listening to this and you have a friend who hasn't read Elantris yet, I would say you don't actually need to read Elantris to enjoy this. No. I don't think you really do. Um, whereas in the case of uh, Mistborn's secret history, not not the whole secret history, what was it? The 11th Medal. The 11th Medal, yeah. The, the one you, at the beginning. Yeah, you could read that before reading Mistborn. Um, and then as kind of like a a setup for Mistborn. I, I mean, I love just for the fact I loved that, how crazy that dude was, the teacher. <laughs> yeah, just for the fact of how you know it, that it takes place before Mistborn, anyways. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely uh, read it before Mistborn. Uh, you could read it after Mistborn, like we did. Um, but you don't. Ha- uh, but that with that one, you kind of have to eventually read Mistborn because by itself, it doesn't stand well by itself. This Emperor Soul, I would honestly give this as a book to somebody who, whenever they say that Sanderson doesn't write uh, subtlety or character development well, or I don't know anybody that says that he doesn't write. World. It's your backup. That's your backup. Yeah, that's like that's like here. This is a quick read. Whereas with Mistborn, you know, it's it's a long book. It's a great book, but it's a long book. Uh, this would be a good like here you go. You know, this yeah. is in my opinion. I'll be honest, so far from what I've read, I, I'm, I'm tempted to argue that this is peak Sanderson. Hmm. All right. You're giving it some, you're giving it some, like a nine out of 10, man. Yeah, basically, right? Like, would I say that I enjoyed it more than Mistborn as a whole? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. The peaks oh of gosh. Mistborn were epic. You know, I was, I, I was just, I was just thinking about the final battle when yeah. I figured out that, can I talk about that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say because the final battle when they figured out all of those soldiers were ATM burners. Yes. <laughs> so and they just they were just running out. The, oh, that 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 was so well. The um, anyways. The ending of uh, Hero of Ages when when the book ended, I remember thinking, man, what do I do with my life now? Right. And I did not get that same feeling here. I was <laughs> satisfied and I was happy and I loved the story, but I did not get that feeling. But at the same time, <laughs> Mistborn is a is a three book series. And that in each, like, I don't even think Emperor's Soul is half of one book, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have that long of a series, and which I'm not saying it's long, but when you have that much, that many more pages, that many more words, you're going to have low, slow points and you're going to have negatives. With Emperor's Soul, be, it being as short as it was, um, you know, there's not that much room for it to have negatives. But yes, right. I, I'm just saying, like, just quality-wise, "Quote unquote pound for pound," this is it's good. It's Keith good, Sanderson. Good, good, good. I, I would say, mm-hmm. um, if he could write, uh, if this is his style of writing for all of Stormlight, then you know what? Screw the haters because I, I started to let the haters kind of get to me a bit when I've been seeing some of the comments uh, about Stormlight, especially where they're like, you know, he he's kind of overrated, blah blah blah. 
no. After reading this, I was like, you know, if Stormlight is even like this quality most of the time, like Emperor Soul, he he's good. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm not. I worried. mean, I'm pretty much fresh. I mean, I don't know. I've been reading fantasy for a while now since, you know, I've kind of got into it pretty heavy. But, like, if somebody wanted to start on a fantasy novel, like, picking up this book and reading just this first before they read anything else, I think people can get into fantasy through this book. I mean, it's – For sure. I do. For sure. Um, so I'm looking right now as far as the dates of when these came out, right? Ember Soul mm-hmm. came out 2012. So mm. – and the end of 2012. Now, the first book, uh, Storm and Archive, The Way of Kings, which most people actually do enjoy, came out 2010. But the sequel to uh, Way of Kings, which is The Words of Radiance, that came out 2014. So all so Emperor's Soul is Emperor's Soul came out way after even Mistborn did. So uh, the first era, I mean. So if that's the case, that means we're seeing a very market improvement in Sanderson's writing, right? Because right. to me, Elantris was the weakest of all the books I've read of his so far. But the fact that that was the first book he's ever published... Come on, Suli. It's, it's, that's really good for your first book. I don't know. I really liked Elantris. In all honesty, like, I really Yes, but compared to everything else that we've, of his that we've read, would you not say that that's the weakest? I don't know. I, really? I, 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 hey, I if you know. do, I'm not blaming you. Like, I, I still think it was good. I'm just saying, compared to Mistborn, one, two, and three, Emperor the, Soul, the first book and Mistborn and Elantris, I think, hold the same place in my okay. heart. Okay, that's fair. And um, then the, the, I don't know, the next two books, he just, I guess, he did something to his brain and he just turned it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's, my gosh, that's definitely fair. That's that's just how I see it. But um, that's just me. But I am, after seeing such a jump up in quality, at least for me, I am just so, so excited to mm-hmm. read Warbreaker and then eventually get into Stormlight now. Yep. Like I said, screw the haters. Uh, Emperor Soul has shown that he has improved as an mm. author so much, even mm. after Hero of Ages, that moving forward, or moving forward I... I it's a fan for life kind of thing, right? Because I'm looking right. here. Uh, Hero of Ages came out in 2008. So you're telling me within the four years, he went from writing Hero of Ages, which was a phenomenal book, to Emperor Soul, which is a phenomenal 100-page story. Um, he can do it all. Sanderson, you can yeah. money for the rest of my life, basically. You're going to tell me that the rest of these books aren't going to be just as good, or if yeah. not on par? Like, yeah. no. If they're on not par, how, yeah. That's, okay. that's not how that works. Exactly. <laughs> so... Yes, that'll do it from us for that episode. Um, next week, we will be covering Warbreaker uh, from the prologue to Chapter 5. We are starting that. Very mm-hmm. excited. I have I have read mm-hmm, some of it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all okay, I can say okay. is it's so good. Um, it's so colorful. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so, yeah, we will be getting into that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode a lot. I hope I was my gushing wasn't too annoying, but I just couldn't help it. It was... Too good. Good Too book. Good show. Or book. Um, but yeah. So until next time, everybody, thank you. Mm-hmm. See ya.